and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning Pirkei Avot, Ethics of the Fathers, with the book of Rabbi Abraham Tursky, Visions of Our Fathers, and we're in chapter 5, Mishnah 7, where it says, 10 miracles were performed for our ancestors in the Holy Temple. No woman is carried because of the aroma of the sacrificial meat. Number two, the sacrificial meat never became putrid. Number three, no fly was seen in the place where the sanctified meat was butchered. Four, no seminal emission occurred to the high priest on Yom Kippur. Five, the rains did not extinguish the fire of the altar uh, pyre. Six, the wind did not disperse the vertical column of smoke from the altar. Seven, no disqualification was found in the omer, the two loaves of the showbread. Eight, the people stood crowded together, yet there was ample space for them to prostrate, uh, when they prostrated themselves. Nine, neither serpent nor scorpion ever caused injury in Jerusalem. And ten, nor did any man say to his fellow, the space is insufficient for me to stay overnight in Jerusalem. So, uh, we've been reading in the past Mishnahs about miracles that Hashem has done for the Jewish people. And we see that in the previous Mishnahs, the miracles were more like open, and like uh, they were like Hollywood miracles, like the, op- the, the, the sea parted, there was... Um, there was the blood in the Nile River, it became red, and the frogs, and all these miracles that were like beyond natural. These ones are, look more natural. They, they, you wouldn't see anything like strange in them. Uh, we see that also this Mishnah is not a historic narrative, but a lesson in living. It, they're all lessons in living on how to live life. And... Um, and uh, the Mishnah, which t- lists these ten miracles, they, they, all of which were supernatural phenomenon, but at our eyes, they don't seem so, so great. So the fact that a mo- woman did not miscarry from the aroma of the sacrificial meat is not a stunning event, or is the absence of flies in the room where slaughtering took place. It takes a bit of introspection to recognize that all the occurrences listed in the Mishnah are not just natural phenomena. So David says, God performs miracles alone, and which the Talmud interprets to mean that only God knows that these happenings are miraculous. So the, the beauty about these miracles is that for us, they look so natural, like so normal. But in reality, for Hashem, He knows their miracles. This is, this is a miracle because a woman, when she's pregnant and she gets cravings for something, she has to eat it. Even if it's not kosher, the halakha, the Jewish law, says that you have to give it to her. Like if she wants a piece of, 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 of pig, she has to eat it. She just cannot suck the bone. Like she cannot have pleasure from it. But it's very dangerous for a, Jew, for a woman when she's pregnant, if she has a craving and she's not giving that craving, she could come to miscarry. So it says that in, in, in the times of the temple, the aroma of the sacrificial meat was like beyond. Like imagine a barbecue, uh, the most delicious barbecue ever. So to go into the, into the, into the temple and, and, and smell this and you're pregnant and you cannot have it was a big problem. So it is a big miracle that they didn't miscarry. 
and uh, and we see here that that what it's telling us is that we often refer to unusual happenings as coincidental like they're coincidence but in fact there are not coincidences it has been correctly said coincidences are really miracles in which God preferred to remain anonymous I love this quote. So although dramatic miracles are impressive, any disruption of nature is transient, miracles, miracles which occur under the guise of natural phenomena are much more uh, great, have greater durability. Like they're more, they're more sustainable. Because when there's a miracle that happens that is like out of the norm, like as it comes, it goes. Like people are like, taken aback, they're all, 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 but nothing stays. The, the, the proof is that people in the desert were always wondering if, 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 if God existed, like they're just given a Torah and they're, they're going and doing the golden calf. So here we see that for this reason that the Talmud gives great importance to Purim. And he starts talking about Purim and the miracle of Purim because the miracle, the, the miracle of Purim was Hashem didn't suspend the, the, the laws of nature. It, it was in the story of Purim in, in, in Megillat Esther, when you read it, there is not even a mention of Hashem. The, 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 God is nowhere to be seen. But we see that there's a thread in the story that one thing brings another thing and that thing that happens brings another thing and how everything starts unfolding and coming and, 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 and that is the miracle of Purim. So it has been said that when King Ahasuerus had Queen Vashti executed, two Jews were conversing and one said, did you hear what went on in that palace last night? The king was so drunk and was so provoked by the queen's behavior that he had her executed. And at that moment, people would look at it like, yeah, this crazy king, he got drunk and look what he did. But in reality, if you think about it, it was the beginning of the salvation of the Jewish people. It, everything is predetermined. And that's how Queen Esther came into the palace and she was chosen to be the queen and everything else came into place. So we see here that uh, in the work of Kedushas Levi, Rabbi Levi Itzak of Berdichev expands upon his theme. He explains why miracles that are within nature are superior to those that suspend the laws of nature. He explains why listening to Megillah takes priority over scriptural mitzvot and why Purim is so important. It's so important that when Messiah comes, we're going to still celebrate Purim. So this is because we must recognize that everything that happens in the world is directed by God and even events that seem to happen naturally. And then the Baal Shem Tov emphasizes by saying, if you see a leaf blown by the wind from one place to another, it's because God wishes that leaf to fly from one place to another. So the concept of Ashkaha Pratis, of divine intervention, uh, divine providence, is that with the exception of doing good or evil, which God has left to man alone, that's the only thing that we have free will, is to do good or do evil, the rest really is in control of Hashem. So even if a leaf falls off a tree and, and flies five miles to fall on another place, it's also decreed by God. It's not coincidental. 
It's not something that just happened because it, there's a purpose for it. And the Baal Shem Tov used to see that maybe if you look down and you look under the, the leaf, you'll see that the leaf fell on that place to shade a little warm from the sun. So some may ask, is it not absurd that to maintain that God will occupy himself with keeping a fly, a fly away from the temple or to care where the leaf lies? The answer to this lies in understanding the concept of infinity. So if one were to compare a, a, a thimble full of water and a small lake to the Pacific Ocean, one may say that whereas the ocean is, is so many times greater than the lake, in many, many times greater than the thimble full of water, this is because they're finite. Like the ocean, as big as it is, is finite. The lake is finite. The bucket with the water is finite. So yes, you can make comparisons. This is bigger than this. This is bigger than this. This is much more water than here. But when we talk about Hashem, Hashem is infinite. It's, there's no limits to him. So in his world, what, when he does miracles, when he does things in, in our lives that look like coincidences, or however you want to define them, in reality, there's no limit because it's infinite. So what, if one says that a leaf is too insignificant, insignificant to warrant God's attention, can he assume that a super galaxy is so enormously great that it, it is important enough for divine attention? In relation to infinity, a leaf and a super galaxy are exactly the same. So that's why when a person asks me, Margie, does God really care if I turn on the switch of light on Shabbat? Is it really? Does it really matter? Like, God is so big. He's so worried about other things. Like, why would he care? And the answer is, he does care. For him, it is important. That's why he gives us that malacha. He gives us that, that, that we cannot turn on a light on Shabbat. He tells us, do not turn a light on Shabbat. If he's asking us not to do it, it is because in his infinitude, this is part of his infinitude. And the way in which we can connect to his infinitude is through this infinitude, to transcending and doing his will. So either God is interested in everything or he's interested in nothing. To say that some things are too small to warrant God's attention, but that others are large enough to be important indicates a failure of awareness of God's true nature. So the sub subtle miracles that the Mishnah lists are not less monumental than the dramatic wonders of the Exodus. In ancient times there were people who believed in creation but felt that God had left the world to fend by itself. He went and he went to play golf or to take care of other important things and um, he left us. And this is why people became idol worshippers. So the, the Talmud considers this Avodat Sarah because it leads to the conclusion that he turned the world over to underlying who should be worshipped. The Mishnah teaches us something very important, and it's the concept of Ashkaha Pratis, which is divine intervention, divine um, attention, and we, we tiny humans who are not even a microscopic speck on the celestial map are very much the object of God's attention. So we matter, my friends and everything you do matters. So take it into consideration. I wish you a beautiful week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.